0: Hello and welcome to Reset, 40 is the New Happy, the podcast that brings stories of reinventions to you every week. I'm Mike Morn, and today we will meet a former member of the corporate American workforce who shifted gears and became his own boss. He is Tom the Camp Mix Guy. He and many others had great jobs at Digital Equipment Company until, well... Most of them, or a lot of them, went away. Ex-deck people that I personally know include a guy who started a landscape business. Another has a company that matches talent with commercial producers. Yet another started a pest control venue. Tom makes a very popular line of outdoor cooking seasonings. You've probably seen it or use it, called Camp Mix. So, Tom, when and why did the digital job go away? Well, uh, digital back in uh,
1: the early 90s started seeing that, Things were going in different directions, and uh, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and were offered uh, buyout packages in the uh, early and mid-90s, and uh, some were available to you to choose and others were not to choose. I was in a group of people whereby we didn't get choice. We were just told we had four or five months within the company to find a job within the company or we were going to be uh, laid off. And that's what happened to me.
0: All right, so the uh, the camp mix story. Was the initial intent to um, just make something for your family, or is this something you kind of saw as a game plan for you?
1: Well, what happened was uh, even before that, back in the early 80s, uh, I was taking my kids camping and wanted to give them the experience that I had back in the late 50s, early 60s, And knowing what my parents went through when they went camping was, uh, you know, space is a premium. So I was putting the camp kitchen box together at my house and I had all these seasoning bottles lined up. And I said, you know, I just really don't want all this clutter. One of them was almost empty, so I just mixed up what I thought would be a good tasting blend. And uh, we were going camping with a bunch of families. And when we got there, I was kind of in charge of the kitchen, and we had the first meal, and everybody says, well, where's the salt and pepper? And I said, "Uh, I don't have straight salt and pepper. What I have is a blend of a whole bunch of stuff. And everybody started whining, crying, you know, where's the salt and pepper? And I said, look, it's this or nothing. Uh, And I I didn't really even know. I hadn't even pre-tasted it. I just knew that the stuff I put in it was the same stuff my parents always used to cook, and I used to cook. So I put it on the table and reluctantly uh, everyone started using it and right away fell in love with it. And by the end of the weekend, people were fighting over it and saying, hey, uh, pass me the camp mix. And still, I didn't think it was a big deal. And to be honest with you, here we are 33, 34 years later. I still don't think it's a big deal uh, because I grew up with this kind of seasoning. But what happened after that uh, camping trip in 82 was everybody says, can I have some of that stuff? So the smartest thing I've done, ever done, that relates to this business is I remembered what I did initially. So I went back and made another batch and gave everybody some more. And then, of course, what happened for them was they ran out and they came back and asked for more. And then they were sharing it with their families and friends. And it just... Got out of control in terms of giving it away, and after about 14 years, it coincided with when I got laid off from Digital. Um, at that point in time, people said, "Hey, you already have a business here. You're giving this stuff away like crazy, and we all love it. So why don't you make a business out of it?" Well, that sounds really uh, fun, enlightening. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run my own business. Um, that doesn't necessarily translate to what uh, most people think of when they say I'm going to have my own thing and do my own thing and be my own boss. So uh, I said, I'll do it. I said, but I'm only going to do it uh, if, if people pull the product from me. In other words, I'll hand out samples to retailers if they don't come back to me and want it because they like it. Uh, then then they won't be my retailer and I won't be dealing with them and I'll I'll have a nice formal little business that I'll just fold up and and I'll keep it as gift-giving and I'll go find a corporate job well out of the gate I started securing a lot of accounts by doing just that handing out samples people fell in love with it they thought it was great Um, camping I'd say today 98% of the people who use my product don't camp but uh, surprisingly, 100% of the people I meet eat. So, <laughs> so they all tend to, uh, to end up using it and then not wanting to use anything else.
0: Let, let's jump into the part where you have to decide if you want to just have a, a list of small little mom and pop shops or you want to go for the big boys and go for a wider distribution. What kind of debate did you have with yourself on that?
1: Well, I was advised in the beginning uh, that you either go one way or the other. You go small, little mom-and-pop jam and jelly shops, uh, gift shops, uh, or meat stores or whatever. Or you can go to uh, the bigger stores. And in our area, that's Market Basket, Hannaford, Whole Foods, and then Cracker Barrel. I mean. So for the first 15 years I was doing this, I've been doing this, as you would say, a real business for 20 years now. Uh, I just stayed with all the small businesses and built up quite a nice resume of those small businesses And I was advised that if you If, you, if I were to go to uh, the larger businesses, which small businesses can never compete with on price Or specialty Specialty-ness, if you will uh, The small businesses would drop me Well, I, I was approached by Hannaford uh, about five years ago Five or six years ago And they asked me, they were going to start a program called Close to Home, which would showcase within the stores, local businesses. So kind of reluctantly, I went with them, and it took off. It just sold like crazy. And what I came to find out was, I didn't have as much conflict with small businesses as I thought I would have. And uh, everyone's happy. Small businesses are happy because now when people come in, they go, oh, yeah, that stuff... You know, I see it in Hanford. I see a market basket, I see it here, here, and here. And it really legitimizes the product. It doesn't mean to somebody that it's some little hokey home thing. Uh, So they they buy it wherever they see it.
0: Let's talk about the fact that what you did is kind of the exception. I mentioned a few examples of people that uh, also worked at digital, left the corporate world, started their own business, but you know how hard it is, and I think you've seen a lot of other people who, once they start, they just can't—they can't keep it going. But persistence and a good product is a good combination.
1: Yeah, persistence is a good word. Patience is another word. Uh, starving is a good word because <laughs> you—you're uh, not going to make any money out of the gate. Very few people become Mrs. Fields or you know the 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 products that you've heard that hit overnight. I think there's very few overnight. Uh, I consider myself now a 20-year overnight success story. Um, but f- in the beginning, it, it, it was a slow ramp, and I built the resume, I built the foundation. And in the last five years, it's just snowballing right through the roof, if you will. Uh, it, everybody is familiar with it, especially around New Hampshire. Uh, now across the country, because I'm in all 650 Cracker Barrels, Um, it's spreading down into Massachusetts because of Market Basket and, uh, the people who cannot find it in a store, they just come to me via the web and I have a web store. So, uh, every, it seems like every week it gets bigger and bigger and it certainly is growing
0: at at least 20% a year. Is that, was that your intent? I mean, do you? like that, because eventually you may outgrow your little spot in Hollis or Nashville, wherever we are.
1: <laughs> well, when I started out, I, t- I told my wife, I said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if when we get to re- be retired, uh, retirement age, whenever you want to call that, that we had an extra 25000 a year to pull in? I mean, who wouldn't want an extra 25000 Maybe you have a pension, maybe you have Social Security, and boy, wouldn't it be nice. So that was the goal. Well, fortunately for me, uh, I I got to that goal a lot faster than I, I thought I would and I plowed money back into the business uh, instead of spending it. Uh, I still don't consider myself spending anything. Uh, I just let it go back in and and it just keeps growing and growing. So uh, I was fortunate. Uh, again, going back to what I said earlier, I don't really push my product. i let people try it. I ask them to try it. If I give them sample, I said, really, just try it. And then he, and call me if you like it, and that's what happens.
0: Sure, let's talk about. Uh, <clears throat> you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm I'm thinking the way it's growing and the exposure. There have been companies like Smart Food, and you can think of a couple others. Smart Food getting purchased by Frito Lay, and big companies gobble up small local companies that have a really good product. Is that on your radar at all? Uh, it has to be.
1: Um, I, I I would always listen. Um, I cannot do this forever uh, I probably will look if nobody comes to me I'll probably look to sell it in the next 10 years uh, only because I'm gonna age out and uh, and and I think this thing is just will keep going one way or the other uh, I can't hand it off to my my children they're in their own careers maybe my grandchildren I don't know I, I at this point things are rolling along Too smoothly and fast Um, but uh, yeah you have to think of things like that and you you can't plan it in the beginning that was 20 years ago I didn't even know if I'd be sitting here at this point in time but yeah that's always something I'd listen to all
0: right so I think initially you probably had intended like a lot of people do to stay at digital or whatever your job is retire take whatever benefits and you know go fishing or whatever Mm -hmm. is this a better outcome for you now looking back
1: well, um, to be honest with you, uh, and I don't think I'm alone. All of us are upset about when Digital collapsed back then. I, I thought I would retire from Digital, and had they not, and I, I, would never, I wouldn't be doing this. I loved working there; it was great. However, this is a whole. Everything I learned at Digital helped me here doing this. I was a materials manager there. Um, so, understanding how materials uh, requirements are, and, and and I was in production control, I was in inventory control, all that stuff helped me build the business. So, I have no regrets. I like doing what I'm doing. I get to meet new people every day. Uh, I get to interface differently than if I was in corporate America. I interface at a different kind of, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's... I feel like I'm offering a service versus pushing my product out there, and and that's a lot of fun. Do you like to cook? I have to cook. Uh, My my wife can't. Uh, She knows she can't. She doesn't. She shouldn't. Um, And we're and we're good that way. And we 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 have really good balance in our relationship. But you you speak. uh, You ask that question. I started out, uh, my parents were very good cooks, and they seasoned everything. And so I thought everybody across the country did the same thing. You grow up in a household, you see what you see, and you just assume that everybody's like that. And I th- I bought that into my adulthood. I, I cooked, I used uh, the same kind of uh, seasonings that they did, and then <laughs> I got. Out, I found out most people don't know how to season food. That's what I found makes camp mix my my flagship item uh original camp mix so popular is that most people don't know how to season food so now they have an all-in-one seasoning that's consistent you reach for one bottle you flip the top up you sprinkle a little on and it makes all your food pop and uh honestly from my perspective i don't think that's a big deal but i hear daily from people who
0: think it's like the saving grace. <laughs> and final question I know this is hard business to, to succeed in as a, a boutique food provider, although you've sort of gone beyond that yourself with Camp Mix. What advice do you give to somebody who maybe is going to get laid off from a job they had hoped to retire from, as you did, and they want to start a business? So, from the heart, what do you tell them? Well, I,
1: I'd say uh, be careful with not letting yourself fool yourself you might have a really great product Uh, people around you love your product there are people around you want your product family friends and that's really great so you can you can almost fool yourself into thinking that because your immediate uh, friends and family love it that everybody out there is going to love it and it In my experience, now 20 years later, all the people we started with back in 96 in what we called the Specialty Food Association in New Hampshire, I'm the only one left. It's very hard to put out your best pie, cake, jam, jelly, cookie, candy, whatever it is, and have people accept it just by walking past it. So what happened with me was uh, word of mouth. I said to every retailer I went to, and they were all the small mom and pops, I gave them a bottle. Sometimes I gave them more than that. I, if there were six people in their store, I gave them six bottles. Well, that became my sales force. So people would come in to their store, and you know they strike up a conversation. They say, so what's good? What are you, what are you doing? They say, oh, this stuff is great. You've got to try this camp mix. So I did this intentionally, was I created this sales force, it costs me money by giving out product for free. So I would recommend that if anybody was going to start out now, don't let yourself be fooled just because it's an old family recipe and it's great. And it probably is great. You have to get people to pull from you. You have to get you have to give a lot away before you're going to get.
0: Tom the Camp Mix guy, a fascinating story. Thank you for your time. I know you got a lot of orders to fill, and I appreciate it.
1: Well, you're welcome, and thanks for stopping by. And uh, if anybody's interested in in learning a little bit more, they can read up on my story. Just visit the website. It's uh, campmix.com. And we have a link to it right on this page. Thank you. All right.
0: Thank you.